So there's this temptation to like go all high production, get some theme music, right. and edit these, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know. So I don't lazy. No, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think talking, talking is talking what the people are here for. That's right. That. You're here for the talking, right? Hopefully. Yeah, this is the Film Festival Secrets podcast, and this is episode three. Trace, three trace. Yes. Uh, my name is Chris Holland, and I'm Jesse Trussell, and we're going to talk to you for a little bit about film festival stuff. I think it's mostly news this time around. Mostly news. Yeah, we'll be beginning in the beginning of the year and. Uh, some bunch of stuff going on, so it's uh, exciting to begin a new slate. Yes, yes, it's interesting. I mean, people say there are, uh, you know, and it's true. There are important festivals all year round. Yes, absolutely. But there really is a cycle of January mm-hmm. to November slash December absolutely, of yeah. like there's a festival year. You would think that might not be true, and there are exciting films that premiere at later mm-hmm. festivals, but. For whatever reason, Sundance being placed in January. Well, wow, how many? I went a whole minute and a half. <laughs> wait, wait, 80 seconds before I mentioned Sundance. Yeah. Sundance really does start the festival year. Absolutely. I mean, and the other thing, too, is it just sort of makes a certain logical sense that, like, everyone feels in the beginning of January like everything's new, and therefore Sundance being the first big tentpole festival in January, really films that play there are going to have kind of in certain ways the longest life uh, play out at festivals regional festivals and festivals around the world for the next six to 12 months. And uh, even even in the last calendar, you can see a film like Precious, which premiered under a different title at Sundance in January and is still relevant in playing in an award season uh, today. Now that's a, a full 12 months later. So it kind of does uh, set the tone and the tenor for the rest of the year in certain ways. Yeah. That said, having looked over the, the, the Sundance schedule, um, a lot of familiar names there. Absolutely. A lot of stars, a lot of people like, oh, I know who that There's is. There's a lot of like, oh, are you Ted from uh, How I Met Your Mother? <laughs> Do you have the How I Met Your Mother feature film in the Sundance Film Festival? Which actually looks kind of awesome. Well, that's the thing is that I, I don't, I mean, I'm not uh, saying that Sundance has programmed films solely on the basis of stars. Of course they haven't. They have a reputation to uphold, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, it's... It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that famous faces put butts in seats. Absolutely. And, uh, it's, it's as true at Sundance as it is at you know any else. regional festival. At the, at the same time, there's a really interesting thing that Sundance has done this year. They've announced their, uh, their next category, which is the intention of the next category is to kind of have that old roots of Sundance of, you know, films without faces and, and filmmakers and producers who have not been, you know, at the dance, you know, for the last five years or anything like that, trying to have their kind of breakthrough first times. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how those next films play out and if um, being at Sundance as, but with still with no kind of name value or anything like that will help those films also really have long festival runs over the the course of next year. And here's where I put you on the spot. Yes. Can you think of any next films that you really want to see? Uh, well, there's one that I'm definitely seeing called uh, One Too Many Mornings, uh, which is, I, you know, friend of a friend made the film, so I'm sort of really interested in that. Right. There's a couple of others that actually won, and of course, I'm blank on the title right now, but if you go to the Sundance page on B-Side and look at its buzz, there's one of the next films that's actually one of the highest buzz films. Um, I'm not sure exactly what's been driving that, but clearly those filmmakers have been utilizing 
the site and driving people there, which is uh, pretty cool. Okay, I'm going to make a note here that says, put it in the show notes. Show notes. The high-rated... Next, Next feature. Film. Okay, got it, got it. To-do list updated. Yes. Um, so then there's the sister festival, or the the, the black sheep <laughs> sibling festival. Yes, Cousin, I don't know. Festival. Uh, Sundance doesn't go out of its way to recognize that Slamdance exists, right. but it does, and it is an important venue for um, sort of the edgier folks that, that didn't get into Sundance or wouldn't want to get into Sundance, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Slamdance has got some interesting, they've got definitely, it's a lot more of the, uh, you know, no big faces, no sort of name brand value uh, films, but there's some, some interesting things that are in there. Obviously, Sundance this year is coming off of uh, the, the big Paranormal Activity success from Slam last Dance. year. So, Slam. So, I'm sorry, Slam. Gonna See, have to get that right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but Slamdance is, is coming in this year after the, the big success of Paranormal Activity last year, so certainly there's a, a little bit more maybe the spotlight shining on some of those films this year. Uh, and additionally, they've got Steven Soderbergh presenting his Spalding Gray documentary. Um, Soderbergh's, I believe, his Schizopolis premiered there back in the late 90s. So back got, in the day. Back in the day. So Soderbergh's got some slam dance history as well. Um, um, and then they've got this filmmaker summit that they're doing, which I don't know a whole lot about. I know that they kind of want to make it a, not a convention because you don't, have enough space mm-hmm. in that tiny little hotel for a convention, <laughs> but a, a place for, I guess, filmmaker training and education and discussion. And, you know, there's a lot going on in the filmmaking space right now. Absolutely. Um, and I think they're trying to establish themselves as even more of a thought leader in the mm-hmm. space. Yeah, um, a very friendly place for people to come in and kind of, uh, you know, think out these, what, what the what's next that we're all yeah. trying to figure out. So I know uh, Saskia Wilson-Brown, who is with Current, is going to be there. I know Brian Newman, formerly of Tribeca, is going to be there. Um, Lance Weiler, I'm pretty sure, is going to be oh, there. Nice. Lance uh, did the last, last broadcast, stuff like that. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting. I'll definitely uh, be dropping in on that one, provided my time there overlaps with the summit. Yes. Um, it's one of the frustrating things about Sundance is, is that it's so expensive. And, you know, Slamdance sort of, because they are day and date same you know they inherit all of that mm-hmm. um so yeah you still you have know, to have a condo in yeah. New York city to go to slam dance so as much as sundance four or five days that's all we're going to be there yeah um and if you're going to be there jesse and i will both be there so yeah, we're, uh, we're have very your cameras guys. if they're ready <laughs> <laughs> we we enjoy drinking so we will do that yeah absolutely um, um yeah well, a little bit of email came into our box this morning mm-hmm. that I think uh, excited us a little bit. Uh, South by Southwest. Absolutely. Their first big uh, sort of batch of titles, including their opening night film, Kick-Ass, which has effectively for the rest of the year, all of the headlines, I assume, will be making Kick-Ass puns right. about South by Southwest. Oh, yeah. Copy editors everywhere will yes. be weeping. So happy. But the, adva- <laughs> the advanced buzz on Kick-Ass is that it's very cool and very funny and very fitting with the kind of uh, light South by Spirit, um, which is going to be awesome. There's a, a few other really cool titles, though, including James Franco's Saturday Night Live documentary, Saturday Night. That, that sounds so great. That sounds awesome. Um, I guess you know, my, my assumption from reading the little blurb is that when Mr. Franco was hosting uh, Saturday Night Live last year, he did a shot of documentary about the process, because Saturday Night Live is a show that is made over the course of Monday to Saturday. 
So it uh, sounds like a, a potentially very cool, very cool documentary and, and very funny and a crowd pleaser, I'm sure, uh, for the future South by. Yeah. Well, and comedy nerds everywhere. Absolutely. I've gotten a lot of it. So um, it seems a little crazy to be talking about South by already. But I know. If well, you're yeah. here in Austin, you can't escape it. I mean, it is. It's just that part of it's the beginning of the cycle. So we were having, you know, Sundance coming up in two weeks. Berlin's right after that. South by's right after that. It, you know, and that's mixed in with some other really cool uh, regional festivals like Oxford, which is coming up soon. Um, yeah, there's uh, some really cool things at the beginning of the year coming up here. Yep. Excited, excited. Absolutely. Our last bit of news, I think, um, is one that's actually not very exciting. Um, and I, we probably should have known better than to end on a down note. But True. Um, a little Facebook update went out today that the Hollywood Black Film Festival will not be returning this year. It's, uh, it's sad. I mean, it's the you know it's the next in sort of the several higher profile festivals that over the last year have had to take hiatus, uh, especially Jackson Hole and and in Cinevegas last year being kind of the the biggest one. Uh, you know, it's if you if you think festival directors are getting rich off of this, they really aren't. It's the hard economic <laughs> unless times. they're pocketing all of the sponsorship yes. money and therefore can't no no, no. wouldn't. Um, yeah, it's hard economic times are, are hitting everyone, including including festivals. So hopefully, uh, a lot of these festivals will be able to rebound after taking some hiatus, and maybe we'll see them back strong in, in 2011. But uh, it's it's tough all over. Yeah, and that's hard to to visualize actually coming back from it is festival on hiatus. I mean, there's just so much that goes into you know the year round stuff of mm-hmm. a festival, and you know yeah, just keeping your name, you know known in your community long is, is hard enough uh, without having to have an entire year off. So fingers crossed for them, but it's, it's tough times in the festival world. Yeah. So uh, good luck to all those folks at that festival and, and other festivals who, uh, who are struggling right now. Um, hopefully we won't have any other of that kind of news to, to bring you. But if we do, you'll find it right here, <laughs> right filmfestivalsecrets.com. Yes, ending on a downer note every week, Film Festival Secrets. <laughs> Let's try not to okay. make that a tradition. Uh, I, you know what? Let's actually try and put a little bit of a positive spin on it and, and talk about, I don't know if this is positive or not, but what that means for you know filmmakers that festivals are going under. First of all, I think it's important to note that uh, these are three festivals out of hundreds. Right, exactly. Like, these are definitely the exceptions to the rule. The exceptions to the rule, although it's, it is somewhat indicative of the fact that, you know, when you're going to festivals in the next year or so, you know, just as it has been for the last six months, expect there to be some scaling back, maybe a little less lavish, uh, a little less, you know, less free booze at the parties, things like that over they're the next year. They're not going to fly you in. Exactly. If yeah. they ever did before. Right. So it's it's definitely managing our expectations, which has always been important in the festival game, is going to be even more important while festivals themselves are struggling um, until, you know, we're starting to get that the economy turned around. Because without the, uh, you know, the Kodaks or the local banks and insurance companies that want to throw, you know, thousands of dollars festivals' ways, they're, they're definitely going to be hurting a little bit. So there's our message. If there's a film festival in your area, now is the time to become a member. Yes, they would love for you to be a member. Yeah. Uh, Most festivals uh, have membership programs. Generally, you know, like starting around 50 bucks a year, you can become a member, which gets you into, you You know. Year-round screenings, things like that. A lot of festivals do really cool, if if you're filmmakers, a lot of festivals do really cool educational programs. 
year-round, having sort of panels and seminars and that type of thing um, periodically every couple of months. And some of those can be really, really beneficial. And so it's, uh, you know, support your local film festival. There we go. We so, made it happy after Support your all. local film festival. All right, folks, that's it for this time. Uh, we will catch you next time we record one of these, which I'm sure will be any, any day. Yeah. I'm Chris Holland. I'm Jesse Trussell. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks.